<clears throat> Which hotel we were waiting? <laughs> we are actually um, in my book in the Bible. Is that blasphemy? That's not blasphemy, right? <laughs> Spell blasphemy. Um, QW4 um, 936. Uh, what? Airlines United. Did you just name a plane? <laughs> no. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the In the Fire podcast. I appreciate you guys tuning in, whether you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, or watching us on YouTube. Make sure to check out the Facebook. Fis- the fis- make sure to check out the TikTok. Make sure to check out all those platforms. We appreciate you guys tuning in. We love you. Make sure to check out the most important link in the description, that being the Patreon, a.k.a. the family, where um, we connect, we pray for each other, we we just be in communion, and yeah. Join it. It's Join awesome. it. It's amazing. It's blessed. And we love you guys that are already on there. Yes, we you do. You know who you are. We will go to you, Dedra. <laughs> the, re- the reason Lewis is like this is because he's still trying to figure out what chapter we're in I, and trying no, to find the book of Daniel I'm is tough to for figure, him I'm not trying to figure what's out. the book right before Daniel uh, Bible knowledge uh, Ezekiel Bible knowledge you're just saying it because you read Ezekiel Lewis don't know. of course oh uh, you didn't read Ezekiel oh no, no, Lewis didn't read no, Ezekiel relax, relax bro relax. all right then Relax. but it's also Daniel how are we not gonna know who Daniel is he's like the number one character in the Bible he's after not the Jesus character in the Bible Yes, he is. Dude, dude, I get it. He has the same name as you, and that probably fills up your your pride uh, cup in your heart or something. But, like, relax, okay? You're Daniel here, and this Daniel was back there. I get it. You're matching your name, but stop. Anyways, so what are we doing today, Daniel? Mm, I like that you said Daniel. That's putting respect on my name. What's my name again? That's what I thought. But make sure you guys check out the last episode where we talk about David and Goliath. It was a fantastic episode. Full Banger wisdom. episode. Banger episode. Check it out. You don't want to miss out. You don't want to miss that. But we got a lot of awesome feedback from you guys. You guys love these type of episodes where we do Bible studies, where we just... We hear you guys. Yes, we do. Thank you. Yes, we and do. Thank you for commenting. We really it. Thank you for commenting. It. So today we are going to study the book of Daniel. Daniel and the Lion's Den. Oof. This is, Oof. if you want to follow along with us, just as long as you're not driving. Lol. This is, Sorry. This is Daniel chapter six. So if you want to pull out your Bibles, pull it out with me. If you have a hard copy, if you have a soft copy, like digital, I mean, on the phone, uh, you can pull that out too. Yeah. Daniel chapter six. <laughs> if you're driving, please don't do that. We'll, we'll read it for you. Don't worry. But um, before we start. Uh, we should probably give some feedback, some background information to who Daniel is and what's going on right before this. All this goes down. Okay. Um, Daniel. Daniel is in exile. Yes. To Babylon, he was exiled at around the age of seventeen. Yo, he's Very seven, young guy. Seventeen-year-olds, man. Seven, bro. These young guys going through it, but Daniel, Daniel gets exiled into Babylon, so he's pretty much kind of a slave in a way but not really because he comes from a noble family he mm. comes from a, a family of royalty yeah. and so um you know this king sends sends one of his guys to like go and and you know find somebody strong healthy noble 
good-looking men. What's good with no? Honestly, what's good with these good-looking good men, look, right? Yeah, it's like, these good-looking guys. Has they, to specify. Oh, David this and guy Daniel was good-looking. Daniel was good-looking. Daniel is good-looking. Yeah, Daniel from the Bible. Yeah, You're both Daniels. Yeah, I would Daniel. say so. But, <laughs> but, but don't laugh. Don't you weren't supposed to laugh brother, that hard, brother? It wasn't that funny. Is it sure that Daniel? The Bible you, says that the Daniel from the Bible is good-looking. Yeah, yeah. Continue. You didn't have to laugh continue, that hard. Continue. Whatever. But Daniel, good-looking man, and his three friends. They get brought into exile, mm -hmm. but they get put into um, this palace, this kingdom. Yeah. And so they start building up their way in, in, in hierarchy in, in this kingdom they in a way. Keep going up. And yeah, up. they have the favor of God. You know, uh, we'll, we'll study that in another episode where, you know, the Daniel fast. And yeah. he has the favor of God. Daniel does everything to an excellence in this kingdom. Right. So now we fast forward. Daniel is serves about. You know, he's kind of in this place for 70 years. He's there for, yes. 70 years? Yes. The book of chapter chapter six, where he gets thrown in the lions, okay. they estimate that he was in his early 80s. What When this was happening? Yes. When Daniel was thrown into the lions then, he was about 80 years old. Huh. Early 80s. They say maybe even late 80s. Wow. Okay. This man was a man of faith. And so, and so this is pretty much where we leave off, you know, um, um, yeah, th this new king is in rule, Darius. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's where we are, Daniel chapter six. So we can start here. Let's get to reading. Let's get it. Darius the Mede decided to divide the kingdom into 120 provinces, and he appointed a high officer to rule over each province. The king also chose Daniel and two other administrators to supervise the high officers and protect the king's interest. So we see here that this king, he's pretty organized. I saw that too. He's pretty organized. He's, he's splitting this up. Basically 120 provinces. This is, he's splitting up a bunch of different sections of, of this nation, of this yeah. kingdom to be, to like, so that he doesn't have to do everything, right? These these 120 provinces, imagine 120 leaders making sure that people are doing what's right, paying their taxes, not doing anything crazy, not doing anything fishy. And then he appointed a high officer to rule over each province, right? As well as administrators to make sure that the high officers are actually doing their exactly. job. Exactly. So you have- Keeping in the, high, the king's interest. Exactly, right? So he says- Pretty good. The king also chose Daniel and two other administrators to supervise the high officers and protect the king's interest, yep. right? So Okay, so- um, good business. So above these high officers are the administrators, which are only three of them hmm. in the entire kingdom, and Daniel is selected as one of them. Crazy. So Daniel is put in a very high position. Hmm. Daniel soon proved himself more capable than all the other administrators and high officers. So not only did this man get selected in the top three, but he is top one. He just uh, obliterated every person. He's better. He's, he's just better. He's better. I felt that, Daniel. I felt that. All right. Anyway, here we go. Uh, Dan uh, uh -huh, um, Oh, yeah. More capable than all the other administrators and high officers. Because of Daniel's great ability, the king made plans to place him over the entire empire. Basically, second in command. Second to the king was going to be Daniel. Ugh. Wait, why do you say ugh? Dude, so because he's so good. This man had God's favor in everything that he did. He had God's favor, and he was also just excellent in what he did. Excellent. He's a smart guy. He did everything well and to the best of his ability. Yep. And so then we continue. Then the other administrators and high officers began searching for some fault in the way Daniel was handling government affairs. 
but they couldn't find anything to criticize or condemn. Hmm. The haters. No, no, no. This goes this goes beyond haters. Okay. Let's hear it. This is Let's hear it. These Okay, first of all, you have talk about a toxic workplace. Hmm. These these people they feel their pride has been so hurt that they have to go out of their way mm. to basically investigate Daniel's entire life mm. to try to find anything that would ruin and slander his name. And they couldn't find a single thing. Dude, first of all, it says, then the other administrators and high officers. The other administrators, meaning the other two, so now we have two, and high officers, there was 120 of them. That's assuming all 120 plus the two administrators. They have the entire kingdom looking into this man's history to try to find anything to tear him down. Daniel has a target on his back. Crazy. crazy they crazy. they literally go out of their way. How sad is that? That for somebody, for you to feel so threatened by somebody's position and somebody's excellence because mm. Daniel had done nothing wrong to them. All he did was do his job in an excellent way and they grew so jealous that their only way to reach his level was to tear him down. Their mm. first thought wasn't even, let me, let me do a good job. Let me do as good as a, of a job as Daniel. No, let me tear him down because if we can tear him down, then he won't be second in command. He mm. won't be above us. He won't be this. Their entire goal for Daniel was to tear him down. This goes way beyond haters. This is like, I am. I need this man torn down completely. And I'm going to dedicate my time to look at everything he's ever said and done to try to just dismiss him and slander his name to the king. Hmm. To me, that's a different level of sad. Yeah, I mean, how hard is it to rejoice when others are rejoicing? Yeah. You know, like how hard is that yeah. for you to choose just to be like, this guy is about to get, you know, promoted. This this huge blessing is gonna enter the, one of my right. you know, the people that are around me, my like a coworker or a friend, they're about to be blessed by a promotion by this, by this, by, yeah. by that. Maybe they already have been blessed, whatever. How hard is it for you just to be happy with them? Mm. You know, I'm I, I think I shared it before them. There's one time this pastor was telling telling a story about how he one of his friends who was also a pastor his church was just like booming. Mm. Like he was just, people were coming and like people were being saved and yeah. just, you know, a bunch of blessing. But, you know, his heart just wasn't in the place to rejoice with him. And, it, and, he, and he was just saying how like God had to bring him through the through this like, this time where he had to learn to rejoice mm -hmm. with other people so that he could receive a blessing also. Because yeah. if, if somebody else gets a blessing and you can't be happy for that person and rejoice with them, then there's something in your heart that needs to mm -hmm. be fixed. Because then when you're able to rejoice that other person, then you can have a heart to receive a blessing yourself, mm. you know? And so that's just one thing where it's like, how hard is it for that, for those administrators just to be like, wow, like this guy's doing a really good job. I, I'm, I should try to work as hard as him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think it also comes down to comparison where it's yeah. like, if Daniel was never um, set to take second in command or, or even offered that position or even thought about it, they would have been just doing their job. Yeah, yeah. Daniel's doing a great job, but... The second he receives this idea of this promotion, mm. they're like, hold on. Yeah. This guy? It's just jealousy. Envy, jealousy. Jealousy, envy, all these different things that like easily you can just be like, no. 
Yeah. We think that these things come up and they have to be the driving force for us, mm-hmm. where we have the ability and the choice to put it down and be like, no, I'm not going to be jealous, envious, this, that, this. I'm going to choose to rejoice. Yeah. Yeah. And so the hating continues. The yeah. hating does not stop there. So so basically they just, they, they don't find anything because yeah. they find Daniel a righteous and, and, and good man. Faithful, responsible, and, trustworthy. Yep. Um, he was faithful, always responsible, and completely trustworthy. What a way to describe Yo, a man! I'm about to say, like, that's nice being re- like explained like that. If if your haters look for something and they cannot find anything, and the only way they can describe you is he was faithful, always responsible, and completely trustworthy. Wouldn't we want people to speak about us like yeah. that? Yes, we do. To yes, me, we do. to me, this was there was a lot of conviction at this point because it's like, wow, for me. If somebody were to investigate everything I've said and done in the last six months, bro, they have so much on me, so much mm. dirt. But the fact that this man lived this long in this pagan kingdom around non-believers and for them, for 120, let's say just all 120 high officers and the two administrators are looking into this man's life and all they can say is he was faithful, always responsible and completely trustworthy crazy that is the life that i want to live especially as a man of god that is the life that i want to live i want people to look at me and look at my life and and say he was faithful always responsible and completely trustworthy 100 percent. what a beautiful way to describe a man here we go um so they concluded our only chance of finding grounds for accusing daniel will be in connection with the rules of his religion now, why, why did they aim at his religion? Why did they aim at his belief in God? Because they knew that he would not compromise. They knew that the only way they would get to Daniel is if they tried to take his prayer life away, if they tried to take his walk away from his walk with God away, if they tried to take and tear down his faith. They knew it would not work and he would get caught lacking because Daniel would not compromise his faith. To me, this is a this is a this is a compliment to Daniel. This is a the fact that the only thing that we can do to to tear him down is come at his faith. Because he will not compromise that. They were so certain that Daniel would not give up his prayer life, his God, his wow. faith in God, wow. that they were like, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to get to Daniel. To me, mind-blowing. Wow. They knew Daniel would not compromise. So the administrators and high officers went to the king and said, long live King Darius. We are all in agreement. All? All? We administrators, Daniel's an administrator. Crazy. Officials, high officers, advisors, and governors. You might as well name everybody's everybody and their mamas right there. <laughs> are in agreement that the king should make a law that will be strictly enforced. Give orders that for the next 30 days, any person who prays to anyone, divine or human, except to you, your majesty, will be thrown into the den of lions. <sighs> Hating is <laughs> taken to the next level at this point. Insane. Insane. You know what I what I found interesting was that the manipulation they play on the king 
by saying every like nobody's allowed to worship except you like the worship should go to you you know yep, 100%. that manipulation of like way. convincing him like playing you're on his the ego guy. strings you're the man mm-hmm. you're that guy like you that you need the praise nobody's gonna receive praise yeah. except you you deserve that yeah if they didn't throw that in there the king would have been like nah you know yeah, that's not that important not. but the fact that they're like he's like you know it plays on his on his heartstrings his ego his like yeah mm-hmm. oh shoot like they're trying, wow, all the high officers, governors, administrators, they all agree, all of them? That is a lot of people in power that agree for this law to be passed. Mm. And they want to praise me? Let's do it. Let's go for it. They, these people wow. knew what they were doing. And the fact that they had the audacity to lie and say, we are all in agreement, all administrators, throwing Daniel in there. And you know the king respected Daniel at this point. And so to hear like, okay, even Daniel agrees, everybody agrees? I bet. Let's pass mm. this law, right? Crazy. And now, your majesty, issue and sign this law so it cannot be changed. An official law of the Medes and Persians that cannot be revoked. So King Darius signed the law. So this man signed the law. Instantly right there with that that little verse of like, so King Darius signed the law. Like you said, like the verse that, you know, whoever exalts himself will be humbled and whoever Mm -hmm. humbles humbles himself will be exalted. In that moment, like you just see the... Like you just talk about the pride, like he signed it, you know, and like, mm-hmm. and we see like later that, like, you know, we seen, it seems that King Herod was like a, you know, kind of like Darius, 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 sorry. Yep. He was like a, a, kind of like an okay King. He wasn't terrible. wasn't like very like that. Like wasn't very, right, right, right. Uh, you can see he's, he's, he has compassion later in the chapter, but in this moment he, f- he definitely felt to pride. Mm-hmm. You know, he felt to that pride of just being like, yeah, sure. Like I'll sign it. Like I'll, I'll be the one that let's do it. Like you said, let's, let's, let's right. pray for me. Everybody's agreeing, so let's do it. Like I saw just a just like a, a, a moment of of weakness and pride, mm-hmm. you know. And so, and that's why with this, like we just have to be watchful because, especially you know, just in you know walking in faith, and especially if we're young too. Um, there's a verse that I think that says that you know do not give the young people a high position because they might get prideful or something, mm-hmm. right? I think Paul talks about that. And so I think it's really important that a lot of us check ourselves to see if there's some type of pride in us that are making, that's kind of like the pride is the driving force mm. for us making a decision or doing something like, oh, because I have to be seen this certain way or, or I need to do this because yeah. I want them to see me a certain way or, or wh- whatever the case may be, we have mm. to just be watchful of that because mm. pride, pride is like sneaky, you know, it's sneaky, very, 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 sneaky, very sneaky. Very so sneaky. we have to always be like, whoa, like, where's my heart, you know, like. Like, you know, before you go and sign something, like, am I, am I doing this because I want to receive, I want to be looked at, I want the eyes to be on mm-hmm. me, I want the praise, or am I doing this for God because I want God to be glorified through me and for mm-hmm. God to use me, not, not for me to receive the glory. Yeah, It's just yeah. something that I saw. It's like, always be watchful of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we see him, you know, doubt this decision in, in yeah. a bit as we keep reading, but, but when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, meaning he had no idea about this, he had just learned it, watch this, he went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room with its windows open towards Jerusalem. He prayed three times a day, just as he had always done, giving thanks to his God. To me, tough line. His faith did not falter despite outward opinion or outward pressure or nothing. This man did not falter. This man did not change. Did not change. It literally, but when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he knelt, like he learned about it and he's like, I'm going to do my usual. What's crazy is the Bible says he did his usual. He didn't pray because of the situation. He just continued his praying life 
even though the situation had come up. He did his usual, meaning Daniel was praying three times a day on his knees every day faithfully when it was good, when God was promoting him, when God was being in his favor, when God was pushing him forward. And, and, and you know, people, he was touching lives in this kingdom. He had the favor of the king. Daniel was praying three times every day, no matter what. This law gets signed. What does he do? He still prays the three times. He still gets his knee and he thanks God. What? I'm sorry, so you just learned about a law that says if you pray, you will die. Because Daniel knew that getting thrown into the lion's den is death. Of course. So it says, but when Daniel learned that if he prayed, he would die, he prayed. That's literally what this verse just said. When Daniel learned that if he prayed, he would die, he prayed three times. <laughs> what are you saying right now? <laughs> This man, first of all, the confidence in this 80-year-old man is crazy. But his faith in God was absolutely admiring. Absolutely admiring. The thing that's beautiful is Daniel weighed his losses. Mm. He said, lose my life or lose my obedience mm, in God. Oh my gosh. Lose my life or lose my praying life. Lose my life or lose my, my relationship with God. And the fact that he didn't even think about it. It says he, he, the second he learned about this law, he went down on his knees and he prayed. To him, it was like, yo, I will give up my life because I've been faithful to God this entire time. Wow. His faith was unwavering. He had people... After his entire life, after his entire thing, he had been building this and, and building up to this moment for, for his whole life. Mm. You know, he had worked hard to get to the position he's at. He had done all the things. He had had the faith in God. You know, in, in previous chapters, you know, that we talked about the diet, like where the where the they're told like the chefs like telling him like, yo, the king wants you to eat this stuff just yeah. like everybody else. He's like, no, you're going to feed me and my friends veggies. And we're going to be stronger than they are. It was 10 days. Huh? His confidence in God was crazy. He had no doubt that God will pull through. And God always did. And he knew that. And that's why up to this, up to this moment, his, he didn't doubt it for a second. Hmm. And the thing is, he wasn't sure that, that God would rescue him from the lions. That's not where his faith was at. His faith wasn't God. I know you're going to rescue me from the lions. His faith was knowing that God was bigger than his problems and that mm. God had a plan for the whole thing. He, he wasn't sure that his life would not, would not end there in the lines then. But he was not going to compromise his prayer life. And the thing is, he didn't do it out of, out of boastfulness. Like He didn't go out into the, into the kingdom and be like, you signed this law? Bet, I'm going to pray right in front of you. Mm. to rub it in. No, he did his usual. He went home in his private chamber, mm. prayed, no extra like thing. like boasting, no extra no. nothing. He just did his thing. That was the genuine faith that he had in God. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And then we continue, right? And like the, what, the, what I would say with that too is like how many times have somebody asked you about your faith and when they asked you, you're like, uh, uh, well, you know, like I kind of believe in... Yeah. And a lot of times we... when mm -hmm. And you know, because especially, you know, in the United States, like persecution isn't very you know like vivid here right but when it comes to other countries like mm -hmm. where persecution is very real yeah but nowadays you know what it is now for us here like 
it's just more like you know embarrassment, op- embarrassment opinions like feeling mm-hmm. type of way about what people think and so with this like this is like his life on the line mm-hmm. and he didn't switch up his life yet yet what we view as that or what we think is so high is just people it's how people view us like a person's opinion to us is like having a life on the line and so we falter like oh you know i'm I kind of yeah you know yeah. i believe a little bit i, I tried to but then, like other other people, oh, I love Jesus so much, so much. But like other people, oh, I don't, yeah. uh, you know, I kind of believe it. I'm trying to, but mm-hmm. I can still do things. It's like how how can we get to the point with like like Daniel, wow. where it's like no matter what, like we don't deny Jesus in front of people, or we're just like mm-hmm. our faith is 100 percent everywhere we go. Mm. We got we got to get to that point. Yeah. Now, before we continue reading, what do we feel about Daniel's prayer life? I'm sorry, but this whole this whole chapter was full of conviction for me. Hmm. This whole chapter was like, not only was he faithful to God and everything that he did, but his prayer life was on point. His prayer life was on point. And no matter, like we talked about it, no matter what happened, he was praying. Hmm. And that makes me the reason that makes me feel convicted is because there are times in our lives that we um, that we try to fit God into our schedule instead of trying to fit our schedule into God. Mm. You know, there. I, this is for me personally. There's times where I'm like, I wake up late and, and I have a lot of stuff to do and I'm like, uh, I'm gonna do a quick prayer because, you know, like I, I got a lot of stuff to do. God will understand, right? To me, that's that's conviction. Would, wow. would Daniel have done the same wow. thing? Why was Daniel so excellent in everything that he did? Probably because he was faithful in his praying. He was like in that. his praying closet. I like that. And so that convicts me because it's like, I put my work over my prayer life. I put my schedule over my prayer life. I, I prioritize it. So am I not prioritizing my relationship with God sometimes? Wow. My prayer life has to be unwavering. That no matter what happens, no matter what my situation is, and no matter how busy I am or what my schedule is, I should be always praying to God and having that unwavering prayer life. That is what I get from this moment with Daniel. The fact that he knelt down, he also teaches us something about prayer. He prays and he thanks God. This man's life, he basically just signed his life away. That's the equivalent. You pray to another God, you're going to th- throw in the lines then. He knew that. He wasn't trying to escape it. He wasn't trying to find loopholes. Mm. He knew he just signed his life away by praying. Wow. And yet, he thanked God. What did he thank God for? Because there's times in our lives where we become very ungrateful. Mm. Where, where we don't even, sometimes we maybe we even struggle to find something to thank God for. But Daniel's life was about to end. Because wow. of his prayer life to God. Some may say they blame God for his life uh, being on the line. But no, he thanked God. And I, I, it, it makes me curious to what Daniel was thanking God for. Hmm. Could it be that God was incredibly faithful to him the last 80 years of his entire life? Could it be that he was thankful that God had given him favor over everybody in that kingdom including the king that was in immense power could it be that uh god gave him miracles like feeding him veggies and still him being stronger and more excellent than everybody else 
Maybe that Daniel was better than all the administrators and high officers and God put him in that position of power. Could it be that Daniel was still, still had sight and legs and was able to voice, was able to still kneel down and pray to his God? Daniel had everything to be thankful for. And he knew that. That's the beautiful part is we're in the same position. We have everything to be thankful for. And yet in tough situations, we find it hard to be thankful. In, in hard situations, sometimes we get distant from God. In hard situations, sometimes we get angry at God and yet we don't thank him and we don't kneel down and pray. Wow. Daniel had every right. Well, not every right because we just described what, you know, everything in, in, in Daniel's life. But in that moment, it, it could have been so easy for him to be like, God, really? I was so faithful to you. Wow. I did everything. I, I prayed nonstop. And now my life is on the line. And was this all for nothing? Which is understandable. Yet, he kneels down as his usual three times a day, and he thanks to God. Wow. And if you remember this clip, I think I think it was from George Jenko, and he was saying that like, you know, either when you when you worry, this one part of your brain activates, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the same like when you when you're very thankful, that same part of the brain also activates. So it's mm -hmm. like you can't be thankful and worry at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so it's like in this moment, like if he was thanking God, he wasn't worrying. Mm -hmm. Just a hundred percent of faith. And something I read in, in this book I was reading was like, if prayer, which it is, if prayer is the lifeblood of the Christian walk and the Christian faith, then I'm afraid a lot of the believers are anemic, which means anemic meaning like there's like a deficiency in your blood. There's like a lack of blood in your in your in your body. Mm. Meaning just like a lot of believers, if which it is, if the, um you know prayer, if the, your prayer life is if prayer is the lifeblood which it is of the Christian walk, mm -hmm. then I'm afraid a lot of people are anemic, that a wow. lot of people are deficient in their blood. They, they're, they're deficient in their prayer. There's, there's lack of prayer life mm. when it's the most important thing. It is. It's it the is. most important thing. It is. That's beautiful. And so we continue. Here we go. Um, uh, okay. Then the officials went together to Daniel's house. Crazy. They really met up. They're like, yo, we're going to be here at this time with all the officials so we could go arrest Daniel Lowell because they knew that he was about to comprom not compromise his, his, his uh, faith in God. Right? Crazy. So uh, then the officials went together to Daniel's house and found him praying. Oops, we found you. Ha ha. What a coincidence. <laughs> and asking for God's help. So they went straight to the king and reminded him about his law snitches did you not sign a law that for the next 30 days any person who prays to anyone divine or human except mm. you your majesty will be thrown into the den of lions uh, what your majesty yes the king replied that decision stands it is an official law of the medes and the per persians that cannot be revoked now back then um the medes and the persians they had this this thing where when a law is placed no matter what not even the king can revoke the law, no matter what. Because they believed, I guess, that the, the, the gods were anointing, you know, the king. And so, like, if the king said it, like, that's it, it's raps. Like, the, basically, the gods said it. Mm. And so there was no going back on his word. Then they told the king, that man Daniel, <laughs> snitches. Evil, bro. One Pure of the captives evil. from Judah is ignoring you and your law. He still prays to his God three times a day. Wow, snitches. Like I said, talk about a toxic workplace. <laughs> Hearing this, the king was deeply troubled and he tried to think of a way to save Daniel. He spent the rest of the day looking for a way to get Daniel out of this predicament. 
Interesting. To me, it's fascinating that the king was deeply troubled and he immediately, because the I'm guessing the law said that the next day he would be thrown in. Mm-hmm. And so the king had less than a day to figure out how to get Daniel out. The fact that the king of this entire nation is deeply troubled. Crazy. He has 120 more officers, high, uh, high officers, and then he has two more administrators. Just get another one and you're good to go. But he's deeply troubled. He's like, he thought, he tried to think of a way to save Daniel. Mm, Now, what does that show us about Daniel's character? The fact that he found this much favor in the king, this man, Daniel, had to have been one heck of a man. Yeah, 100%. A trustworthy, responsible, mature, a man of integrity. Yeah. Yeah. A man that showed love and showed respect to his king. This king went out of his way. This is a king we're talking about. Like a king. Kings are busy. They're doing a bunch of stuff. Not even just busy. The amount of authority and power that they have is is out of this world. I would say it was more like crazy to be a king than a president right now. Oh, yeah. A king was like. In charge. Like he was in charge of anything. Yes. Whatever 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 they said went. Whatever, Whatever he wanted, he can get it. And yet this one man, Daniel. His life being on the line troubled him. He's beasting over it. Now also, why did it trouble him? Maybe because at this point, he realized that he was manipulated. Mm. That he was convinced by his his people. I mean, he just realized that people were actually like, you know, they, were, they wanted him down. They wanted Daniel to be yeah. destroyed. Yeah. Maybe he's deeply troubled also because he let his pride get in the way like we talked about before. Mm. And he's like, why in the world would I sign such a stupid law? Mm. Why would I do that? Am I dumb? Maybe that's why he's deeply troubled. And so we say, In the evening, the men went together to the king and said, Your majesty, you know that according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, no law that the king signs can be changed. These guys... Manipulators, bro. These guys... Schemers. So at the last, the king gave orders for Daniel to be arrested and thrown into the den of lions. The king said to him, May your God, whom you serve so faithfully, rescue you. Huh. Keep that in mind. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den. The king sealed the stone with his own royal seal and the seals of his nobles so that no one could rescue Daniel. So there was no way of Daniel getting out. This is, this is for real. Yep, he's done. He's in there. Then the king re- returned to his palace and spent the night fasting. He refused his usual entertainment and couldn't sleep at all that night. Imagine the king, the <laughs> nation, over one man responding like that about you. Crazy, right? He f- he fasted, and he refused his usual entertainment. That's his concubines, all these mm. women, the entertainment that he has, all this stuff. He's like, no, I can't. He couldn't even sleep. You know when, like, his his eagerness to find, like, to just go and see Daniel wow. and see what happens. He's like, I cannot sleep. How could I sleep peacefully knowing that I did this to this innocent man? To this man of righteousness that only served me for 70 years faithfully. And I did that over my own pride, over just being manipulated by these people. Wow. Crazy. Very early the next morning, 
Very early, it says. The king got up and hurried out to the lion's den. So literally at the break of dawn, this man's like, Ooh, we got to go. Yep. I'm guessing the, the, the law said like, all right, you can open the seal up once, you know, the sun comes out, whatever. When he got there, he called out in anguish. Daniel, servant of the living God, was your God whom you serve so faithfully able to rescue you from the lions? This is the second time the king says that to Daniel. Here's my question. How did the king know that Daniel served his God so faithfully? Hmm. How did he know? Did he, did he go to Daniel's house? Did Daniel invite him to Bible studies and prayer oh. sessions? No, the, the, the king did not follow Daniel 24-7. How did he know Daniel served his, his God so faithfully? Faithfully meaning he prayed all the time. Because he knew. He saw it in the way Daniel lived. Wow. In the way Daniel talked. So what does that teach us? It teaches us that people look at the way we live and we are representatives of Christ. Mm. And a lot of times, let's say I've gotten some, you know, DMs sometimes saying, how do I talk to my family about my belief? How do I bring them to Christ? And talking to your family about Christ is hard. It is difficult. But here we see that Daniel's faith and Daniel's faithful prayer life and the way he spoke, the way he acted, his integrity was shown like a bright light hmm. through him showing that he was faithfully serving his God. I want people, this is my goal for my life, I want people to look at my life and look at the way I act, not even me say it out of my mouth saying, I believe in Christ, I believe in God, I do this, I do that. I don't want it to come from my mouth. Mm. I want people to look at my life, look at the way I live, look at the way I speak and say that, man, he faithfully serves his God. He's a faithful man of God. Crazy that so the king good. says this, right? So good. Just how he lives. And the funny thing is, what if what if Daniel didn't answer him? Like when the king went up to the to the den and he was king like, shave, Daniel, Daniel. Shave his head and fast for a few days. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. No, because they probably would have opened the, the stone and seen that he was slaughtered by the, these lions. Daniel answered, long live the king. My God sent his angels to shut the lions' mouths so that they would not hurt me. For I have been found innocent in his sight and I have not wronged you, your majesty. Crazy. Basically saying... I never did anything wrong to you. Yes, I broke the law because I faithfully served my God, but I never wronged you. Mm. No matter what the administrators say, what the off high officers say, I didn't wrong you. The king was overjoyed and ordered that Daniel be lifted from the den. Not a scratch was found on him, for he had trusted in his God. Not a single scratch. This man was thrown into lion's den overnight and he cuddled with them. Now, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I know for a fact Daniel was not scared. He was probably terrified. Okay, imagine. But he wasn't, he was terrified for his life. But n I, I can most assuredly tell you, not for a single second did he doubt what he did. Mm. Did he regret what he did? If he could go back, he would pray six times. Probably not. He'd probably do his usual, do three times. But 
He did not regret it, but he was still fearing his for his life because, of course, he's about to get absolutely his, his arms ripped off by these yeah. lions. Completely understandable. Completely understandable. But I know for a fact he did not regret what he did. He remained faithful to Man. God no matter the situation. So and so, let's continue. Then the king gave orders to arrest the men who had maliciously accused Daniel. That's a whole lot of people, my boy. He had then thrown into the lion's den, along with their wives and children. Sheesh, man. The lions leaped on them and tore them apart before they even hit the floor of the den. What does this tell me? These lions weren't full. These lions were hungry, bro. Mm. These lions were starving. And they didn't just not eat Daniel because uh, these lions, they had, maybe they just fed him before. Maybe the king slipped up some some nice meals right before Daniel That's got crazy. in there. Yeah, like that. No, no, That's no. Just, just to make sure, like, just to show you, you know. These lions didn't even let them touch the floor and they were already in their stomach. Can you believe that? To me... That's crazy. These lions were hungry. Wow, I like that. And so, then King Darius sent this message to the people of every race and nation and language throughout the world. Peace and prosperity to you. I decree that everyone throughout my kingdom should tremble with fear before the God of Daniel. For he is, for he is the living God and he will endure forever. His kingdom will never be destroyed and his rule will never end. He rescues and saves his people. He performs miraculous signs and wonders in the heavens and on earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Boom. It's the end of chapter 6 for Daniel. Crazy. 80-year-old man, faithful in this pagan world. And at the end of the day, who got the glory? God. <laughs> God got the glory. And All of it. It's so cool because that's that's all it always is for right it's for his glory when when jesus healed people when jesus um you know uh, gave sight to the blind it was for god's glory when, when mm -hmm. we ourselves now heal people pray over people when yeah. these big things happen deliverances is for his glory mm -hmm. not for ours yeah. and it's so amazing that like again the pressure that daniel felt and just, just the pressure in general from reading it is an immense pressure it's the king's decree who can do whatever he wants mm -hmm. to, for literally for your life. That's how much pressure he was feeling. Insane pressure. We don't feel that same pressure now. Right. We feel like maybe 10% of it, maybe, mm -hmm. yeah. max. Yeah. yeah, a lot of us falter in those moments of pressure. And so when you just, when you have a situation, when you when there's pressure to, to just do what you usually want to do in your faith or just act out if, if it's pressure to not act in your faith you know like that pressure is really going crazy at you and like it makes you feel like you don't want to say who you believe in or mm -hmm. you don't want to do what you believe that god can do just remember daniel like remember his faithfulness that like he he walked mm -hmm. he did it he stayed he kept praying no matter what and at the end of the day god got glory for it because mm -hmm. he believed in god and god brought him through that he, and god shut the mouth of the lion mm -hmm. god did something miraculous something insane to save daniel just, just, and that just goes to show like Daniel's faithfulness was in mm -hmm. God. And when you put your faithfulness and your faith in God, you don't leave like sad. You don't leave mm -hmm. like, oh, why'd I do that? No, nope. no, God shows up. And this is a prime example that don't, don't listen and don't get fall to the pressure of outward opinion, outward voices. Just 
have faith in God and he mm-hmm. will show up for you. And then at the end of the day, his his name will be glorified yeah. because of what he's going to do through you. Yeah. The question is, are you going to have the faith for it? Mm-hmm. And and the way I looked at it too was, I, I look back at the moment when Daniel was probably the most terrified for his life. Mm. Yet, like I said, he remained faithful to God, not because he knew God would rescue him from the situation, but because he knew God was bigger than his situation. Mm. And so the fact that, you know, this king ends up sending this decree to the whole world, all of the nations, all the races, whatever. I wonder how many people came to form a relationship with God after that. Mm, Through Daniel's faithfulness. Daniel didn't think that it would end up being this big of a deal, that it would end up making the king send out a decree to all of these people, talking about his God that he faithfully served. Just the fact that he just kept on praying the way he does. For him, that... That wasn't not even that do, didn't even cross his mind. Not to do anything out of the ordinary for him. Yeah. He just did his usual. And so what what do we learn from all of this? Mm. For me, what stuck out the most to me was his prayer life. That's the type of prayer life that I want. And I and I pray to God that my fire doesn't die yeah. down even when I'm up on the mountains, even when I'm being mm. promoted to to administrator, almost second in the command of the king. I still want to be praying as my usual. Mm, yeah. And at the same time, when yeah. my life is on the line, when things are going very south, when things, I, I just do not understand why things are happening. I don't understand, God, where are you? Why is this happening? Why is my life being threatened? I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Like, my, like, why can't I do this? Wow. He still prayed as usual. That's what I want to do. Mm. That's the prayer life that I want. I do not want to work God into my schedule. I want my schedule to work around my prayer life. Wow. That's what I want for my life. And that's what I got the most out of this story. Because this whole thing was based on faith. The amount of faith that this man had for God was incredible. I want that type of faith. Because if we put ourselves in that shoe, like you said, we go through 10% of what Daniel went through. Less, way less. Yeah. Daniel went through it. Because think about it. Daniel lived in a kingdom that was fully pagan. He was probably one of the only people that believed in God. Mm. They probably said so much. He had this crazy toxic workplace where they got people bullying him coming after his whole life. Yet, he remained faithful. Yet, he remained steadfast. He remained focused on God. He said, no matter what happens, I'm going to pray. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to have my confidence in you. That's what's beautiful is he always knew God will pull through. And maybe it wasn't in the way that he was expecting. That's the case for some of us. Sometimes God doesn't pull through in the way that we wanted him to pull through. But remember that God is bigger than your problems in an insane way. And God's plan, listen, I I truly believe if Daniel would have died in the lines then and the king still would have sent that decree out, it still would have been a million times worth it. Hmm. Daniel would have, let's say from heaven, he would have looked back and been like, worth it. I'd do it again. Because he remained steadfast. He remained faithful. Not to mention that he lived 80 years of this blessed life. And he's like, you know what? He probably would have been like, you know what, God? If this is it, this is it. Like, that's fine. Hmm. I'm going to remain faithful. Till the end. Till the end. I ask myself. I put myself in Daniel's shoes and I say, only 30 days? God, let me like pray like in my head for the next 30 days right 
Mm. Or let me just not pray God. It's only 30 days. I'll be back to my prayer life the second the 30 days are done. 30 days goes back by fast. Mm. That's a good point. I, honestly, just I would have done just that. Just wait 30 days, yeah. Honestly, I would have. If my whole life is on the line, I would have been like, God, I'm going to just pray in my head. I'd probably, probably try to pray where nobody could see me. Exactly. Go hidden like nobody see me, no nothing. But no. He's like, nah. Same place. Same, same place. Same time. Windows wide open. <laughs> Come get me. I'm going to do my usual. Crazy. The faith is insane. That's the faith that I want to have. And that's the faith that we should all strive for. That that discipline too mm -hmm. that he had no, no matter what. Yep. So good. And everything he did, the integrity he had in the kingdom is why he got to the place he got to. He was a man of righteousness, a man of like good doing. Like he was the man of God. Wow. He was. And you can tell because it never came out of his mouth. It came out of his haters' mouths. Wow. It came out of the king of this entire nation. These The people in power were the ones like proclaiming his name and saying like, yo, this man is righteous. I couldn't find any dirt on him. Whoever humbles himself will be exalted. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But what a story. What a story. This is a powerful story. So now we got, if you want to go check out Daniel defeats Goliath and Daniel, David, David, David defeats Goliath and Daniel in the lines then. Phenomenal ones. We love doing these type of episodes. We actually enjoy them so much. It's just so good. It's yep. so good. You can get so much out of these things. Yep. We read things at face value and it's like, wow, that's cool. He had faith. Mm -hmm. There's so much more to it. So right? much. Like so much to it, man. Like mm -hmm. let's, let's strive for that faith. Let's strive for that, for that no faltering faith mm -hmm. despite any pressure outside, any outside opinions. Like there's no faltering. There's no like I'm gonna I'm gonna stop saying things. No, like let's strive for that. Mm -hmm. For that for that discipline for that. I don't care. Mm -hmm. I follow God. Yeah. Let's strive for that. Yeah. And even when you got haters, like keep that prayer life, keep that faith, keep that love. I bet you Daniel didn't go up to these administrators and high officers Dude, and disrespect them. He didn't even entertain it. Nope. <laughs> he just was like, all right. All right, I'm going to pray. He didn't even say anything. Like, God <laughs> spoke for him. God's go. Bye. God spoke for him. We could cut the episode there. Thank you guys <laughs> so much for watching. We hope you guys got some awesome wisdom, some yeah. awesome encouragement. We hope that you were convicted so that maybe you upgrade your prayer life and get in your hey, prayer closet just like us. But um, we love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in till the end. And uh, we'll see you guys for the next episode. Let us know in the comments what story you yeah, guys want us to, to go word. over. We love you. We'll see you guys next episode. Peace out, everybody. Peace.